Like you're pretty, but you're just like you're not pretty. You're you're not like um, well, that would be the pretty part. Yeah, I'm pretty. Your bone structure is good, but if all the skin's charred, it's still gonna be pretty I fucking have terrible awful. bone structure. You don't think you have good bone structure? No. What's the matter with it? Uh, chubby, chubby little cheeks. That's like, not your bones. Yeah, those are my cheekbones. Yeah. No, chubby is not. Oh, you're saying your face no, no, is no. big boned? I don't think she's just call me fat. This is recording. <laughs> this is recording. From yeah. the smallest room in New York City comes a show that gives you a reason to live. Do you have any tranquilizers you can force down my throat? People are getting scammed out of money to ride the Staten Island Ferry. Attention tourists. In the words of Chris DeBerg, don't pay the ferryman. Enjoy the ferry, because along with Central Park, the Coney Island Boardwalk, and the hot smell of summer garbage, it's one of the only things New York City offers for free. And for good reason. It goes to Staten Island. 54-year-old career con Gregory Reddick took the cake. You know, usually people been charged 25 bucks, but this guy was charging $200 each way. $200 to go to Staten Island. That's outrageous. $200 to go back? Okay, for the return ticket, maybe. Now, Reddick was spotted taking the cash from tourists for the ride, and when he was asked for ID, Reddick shoved the parks enforcement patrolman and ran. That's a sign you might have just bought ferry tickets from an unauthorized seller. The park cop chased Reddick to the battery where he and half a dozen other officers subdued him, seasoned him lightly with a nice pepper spray, and made the arrest. Reddick still had the $400 on him, but the tourists were nowhere to be found. I, I guess they didn't want to miss their ferry. America's largest city, world's loneliest town. Joining me now, news whore Mandy Stabmiller. Hi, Pat. Manhattan socialite, pharmaceutical millionaire, despised child killer, Gigi Jordan, was found guilty of manslaughter instead of murder in the killing of her child. Now, manslaughter is a downgrade on the charge, but an upgrade for the boy. <laughs> manslaughter. But before the sentencing, uh, the guilty Jordan begged for leniency from the court, repeating her outlandish claims that she'd killed her son out of mercy to save him from ri ritual sexual torture at the hands of his father. Do you think, Mandy Statmiller, that... Uh, Gigi Jordan's uh, ex-husband ever touched this kid? I didn't uh, read enough to say, you know, conclusively, oh, absolutely not. But from what I did read, it seemed like it was kind of part of her um, psychopathic uh, delusion. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, delusional psychopath and a murderer. But, yeah, uh, you yeah. know, I, 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 was, I was a little baffled by the manslaughter um, conclusion that they came to anyway. Well, I mean, it's... She's a she's a likable socialite, and you don't want to think that your idols can shove pills down an autistic boy's throat. You know, well, it's like shattering. It's unless, like Santa unless, Claus not existing. I guess unless you idolize that type of person. You know? I do. That's how those are my idols. I don't socialites. think <laughs> <laughs> I only don't, the only the manslaughtering kind, though. I don't think that uh, she she doesn't seem likable to me. There's something about her. She has a quality. She did that big rush of uh, like she did a lot of press. Yeah, when she they did Doctor Fell deliberating that. She did some other uh, interviews. What, what do you think of that as a strategy when the jury's deliberating? To, Smart. You think why? Yeah, because I mean, even though the jury's supposed to be protected, you know, that kind of uh, influence is always gonna get out there. It's always gonna seep in. People are always gonna text their spouses. They're always gonna you know talk about the case, even though they're not supposed to. Mm. If you're dealing with human beings, you're dealing with a totally imperfect, um, influenceable kind of machine, you know? And you figure that, like, uh, just that her very appearance on a show like that means, like, oh, well, if she was on with Dr. Phil, then he wouldn't have just a stone killer on there. Right, right, right. Interesting. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, the judge uh, did not uh, seem to be very impressed with anything she said. In fact, he said there was no credible evidence of her son's sexual abuse. He said that he doubted that she tried to kill herself even as she testified. Oh, the judge said that about... Okay, well, then I feel 100% with the judge. I didn't read that. Yeah, Judge Charles Solomon also said that he had to hear... Uh, he had yet to hear genuine remorse. Right. She didn't say, I'm sorry. No, so she made... Which, that's what you lead with in a, uh, you know, killed your killed your kid cases, I'm sorry. I would think. Yeah. Not her. 
But she didn't uh, feel that way. She said the only thing she regretted was that she hadn't done a better job killing herself. Yeah. Well, we all regret that. <laughs> the New York Times says Justice Solomon had wide leeway under the law and could have sentenced Mr. Uh, Mrs. Jordan rather to up to uh, 25 years in prison. Uh, and this was uh, this comes from uh, that now the, the lead prosecutor Matthew uh, Bogdanos had urged him to do that. At uh, Bogdanos, the assistant DA, he said, "Maybe I'm old-fashioned, Judge." But where I come from, you don't kill children. He really said that? Yeah. Well, that's that's a good line. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then that's he That's a straw man. Yeah. <laughs> it is. But then he but then he uh, backed it. But see, this is where he went too far. And then he said uh, the the next thing he said, the, well the list of reasons to kill children is pretty short. And then he said, it's zero. <laughs> oh, I thought it was going to be like a joke. Like There's only about know, four reasons. Two kids you kill walk into a bar. I think that the list of reasons to kill children is pretty short. I think that's that was where he, I, I think he, then he realized, like, boy, that sounds stupid. Uh, it's zero. It was a good save. No, oh, you know, here would be one. Okay, so you've got a kid, mm -hmm. and he's got, like, a semi-automatic, mm -hmm. and he's coming after everyone. That would be a reason to kill a child. Well, what if, can't you just disarm him? Can't you just shoot him in the Leg. No, he's, he's child lives he's, matter. He's really, he's really, spray. he's really good. And um, you've tried to do Quick everything. Yeah, you've tried to do everything, and you can't. That's a last resort. Yeah. Well, yeah. He should have given that example. Well, yeah. Or like, what if? Uh, let's like, what if a kid had some sort of an infectious disease that was killing people? Well, you put him was, in a bubble, like the Bubble Boy. Or you kill him. I mean, you could do either. You know, no, this is a reason to. Yeah. Well, uh, he she set up a, a website. This is pretty interesting. By the way, she sentenced to eighteen years in prison. That's mm -hmm. what he gave her. Eighteen years. Uh, he could have given her as much as twenty five. He gave her eighteen. Uh, her attorneys, they think that's too much. And of course, you know, the DA would have liked to seen more. Uh, she set up a website to demonstrate her uh, uh, innocence to the public. It's called ggjordantruth.com. And, boy, there's some bizarre things on there. We'll take a closer look at that website on the next New York City Crime Report. Anytime you put truth in your identification, you know the person's going to be batshit crazy. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I'm a truther. Oh, okay, All you right. are. Gotcha. <laughs> People uh, who are huh? striving for the truth, yeah, are the biggest psychos. Yeah, yeah. A&C trains were interrupted by some uh, theft of copper wire filched from the MTA tracks. Uh, purloining larceners like mischievous raccoons... As you know, they stripped uh, about 500 feet of the essential wire from power cables that fed the hot third rail. They endangered their own lives by stealing these cables and could have easily been electrocuted, said one transit source. You know, go ahead and admit it. You wish they'd have bought it. <laughs> That's what he'd love to have seen them shocked to death out right. there. Right, yeah, yeah. Stealing the cable. I think once, if somebody got shocked to death while trying to steal uh, copper wire, everybody would be like, damn, uh, they got it. They got what they deserved. All I can think of is um, the wire because they there's a lot of copper stealing hijinks that happen in that in that series. Oh yeah, is that mm -hmm. why they call it the wire? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, I get it now. Mm -hmm. I've never seen it. Well, the heist uh, was discovered when an A train lost power. 150 passengers stranded and uh, a bunch more inconvenience because some of those trains. They were needed for rush hour, and they were stuck in the damn train yard. I can't imagine how pathetically desperate of a criminal one would have to be to think that inconveniencing thousands to get a quick buck would be a good idea. That's the transit. I have source. to say, in the criminal's defense, it wasn't a quick buck. It was a quick thousand of them. Yeah, thousand. Yeah. I mean, you know. <laughs> that's right. And not only that, it's not all that quick. Yeah, that kind of, yeah, exactly. You had to work hard to get that shit. Yeah. Hey, and, and, and well, if there's anyone that, that knows anything about inconveniencing thousands, it's the MTA. Oh, I thought you were going to say me. Well, no, you don't do inconvenience <laughs> thousands. If I had the opportunity to, I certainly would, I guess. Uh -huh. I mean, just for fun, like the MTA does, you know. It's a, I think the, the reason they're upset is because they think they've got a monopoly on inconveniencing train riders. Right. Yeah, yeah they're like, that's our job. That's our slogan. <laughs> <laughs> the first yeah, to inconvenience you and the last. <laughs> the inconvenience is on us. Yeah. yeah. They, uh, when you think inconvenience, you think MTA. But, and they, <laughs> well, the policy for, forbids them from doing anything quick anyway, so they, they couldn't make the quick buck. Uh, and, yeah, and, you're, and they, don't pat, they don't profit off of passenger inconvenience. They offer that for free. That is a, that's, that's a discourtesy that they provide. Uh, in Forest Hills... Uh, where and this is out, you know. Have you, have you ever been to Forest Hills before? Ramones oh. are from there. Really? Yes. Oh. That's where they uh, originated on Forest Hills. They uh, uh, 
I don't know if they're typical of that uh, place. I've been out there a couple of times, and it's like there's. It seems it's like it's a good place to get run over at certain intersections. You know, it's like uh, the country or Westchester or what is it like? It sounds like it would be this place, right? Like this. No, it's just out in Queens. If you take the E out a little oh, really? further than you want to, oh, okay. and it just is boring. But uh, well, sometimes things happen. Like this dead baby was found in a in a park. Someone left it there. Ten year old, ten week old baby, Zoe Kaplan whose family uh, lives in, out there. Now, the, the paper says the cause of death, unknown. Uh, but the mother then told the police the baby started choking after throwing up. And then I said, well, I bet I know the cause of death. Choking the baby? It choked on vomit, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, uh, the baby, it's, it's, uh, the, you know, died of bad parenting, essentially. Yeah. Or he was like a big Jimi Hendrix fan and purist to the end. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Mama right. Cass, the zealot. Yeah, the Mama Cass. She didn't choke on vomit. She choked on like a ham sandwich. No, that's a that's an urban legend. She she was uh, she had a heart attack while eating a ham sandwich. It's but it's, ham was involved. That's yeah, it was ham. That's undisputed. <laughs> it's a ham related death. Ham related death, which is yeah. a serious. It's cause just of just death. like uh, the toilet didn't kill Elvis. You know, the heart attack killed Elvis. He 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 was straining at stool, but it was really that whole lifestyle. If he was a healthier man straining at the same stool. He probably would have been fine. <laughs> it's a rare cause of death to, to die of vomit. Uh, now, there's a few musicians have. John Bonham also. You know him? Drummer for Led Zeppelin. Oh. Bon Scott. Is that familiar to you? No. Singer for ACDC. Tommy no. Dorsey. That was, one sounds he, more familiar. Well, he's a jazz composer. Okay. And he was a trombone player, and he had a big meal, and then he just ate a bunch of sleeping pills, uh, trying to, and, then he, and then he died in his sleep choking on puke. You don't really think of those jazz guys as being big puke chokers, hmm. but that this was the case. So Tommy Dorsey uh, was a was was one. Now, uh, yeah, but that's bad parenting. Janis isn't it? Joplin too. Janis Joplin, uh, I think she died in a. Uh, I think it was a Ferris wheel mishap just, or something. I, no, wasn't I, it? I just like to imagine her as choking on vomit because that makes her one of the greats. Yes. <laughs> It does add it does add a certain mystique. Absolutely, it? like, yeah. It's like oh, yeah. The, it's like the twenty seven club, Amy Winehouse and is that what it is? Twenty seven. Yeah, yeah, Jim Morrison. Yeah. And uh yeah, a lot of twenty seven year olds. Yeah, when I get when I, when I was twenty seven I was like, Man, those people were my age when they died. Mm-hmm. And uh Man, I haven't even come close to choking on my vomit. You know, <laughs> I bet you did a couple of times. I probably did. <laughs> I think if you pee the bed, that's almost the same. I've never done that. I didn't so I wouldn't I, know. I, I didn't PD boss spent sixty grand to set up a Zumba studio at police headquarters, and the, uh, Bill Bratton, the commissioner, unhappy to say the least, because it's not what he wanted Zumba. to do with that room. That's how it's pronounced. I think it's Zumba. Trust me, darling. I'm a woman. It's called fucking Zumba. Ooh, okay. Since you put it that way, he, did you just know at the time? Because I called you darling, and I you're going to edit it out. No, I just felt it move a little. That was it was a hot sort of a, a take charge kind of darling, there. <laughs> darling. <laughs> Do you have any tranquilizers you can force down my throat? <laughs> Speaking of choking on puke, yeah, <laughs> that kid probably choked on his puke. Now I, uh, Ugh, he, so sad. Why? Oh God, you better not fucking loop that a million times. Anyone who listened to that last episode, I'm gonna loop what you just said a million times. Oh, no. I, uh, so what is Zumba? What is Zumba? If you know so much, Zumba is it's just like this like dance exercise bullshit that Wrong. keeps, that, it's keeps <laughs> that keeps the you know skinny chick size zeros bods all nice and tight okay so that's what they were trying to like help these uh, skinny size zero female cops uh, I guess keep so. their well yeah. i it, it's this i don't know i don't understand michael julian he's a uh, he's one of these guys who fails upward or at the very least fails laterally mm. he has this uh, harebrained idea uh, he's the deputy commissioner of personnel which uh, I, I guess that must be a job but uh, he also had these other great ideas where they would like uh, he, remember when, when back in january he was in charge of training different job he was removed from that post because mm-hmm. he had the idea he said well these protesters they link arms we can't get them apart let's soak them down with baby oil and then what? Uh, yeah. is that for real yeah oh he said that was God. his idea I said, well, well here's what we'll do we'll just uh, use baby oil on them and uh, the, the, the commissioner's like well uh, no and then he's like <laughs> although i mean it's kind of like Google Cardboard, their virtual reality device. It seems like a joke that it's made out of cardboard, but it's actually kind of a good idea. 
Wow. So maybe baby oil really is the answer to everything. Oh, wait, you wrote an article about that or something, maybe. Uh, yeah, the, I just I wrote about virtual reality, and I knew nothing about it before, uh, and I was shocked to discover that um, Google sells $20 cardboard virtual reality glasses that okay. anyone can buy. Yeah, that, that are made out of cardboard, and it seems like a joke, but it's not. No, it, I, I, it doesn't sound really feasible that it could be worth doing 20 bucks. Uh, but who, well, you know, I'd give it a shot, I guess. Now, what kind of things do you, can you do in this virtual reality? I'm sure it's all you about could, sex. You could see me. No, most of them. I mean, it, it will be, but you know, like there's one where you can, um, experience what it's like to die in a plane crash. Oh, that sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. I kind of want to do that one. Mm. I want to see, I want to see how I changed my life. You know? Oh, here. Wait, just wait. I just brought up the site. It says you can experience a plane crash and uh, choking on your own puke. <laughs> wow, that'll be. <laughs> what else? I mean, uh, it's all. Um, let's see. Well, there's, I mean, tons and tons of games, you know? So it's just like a lot more immersive where you really feel like I've you're. I've never been one for games on the vid. You know, like I played my share of video games when mm -hmm. I was a kid. I played the Galaga. Just imagine. Okay, imagine, imagine the best. Uh, session of duck hunt you've ever had, Wizard of but War. imagine it in virtual reality. Ooh, right? Well, I could just go hunting. <laughs> oh yeah, that'd be yeah. true. I mean, I'm an able-bodied guy. Yeah, I like to go shoot something. Yeah, I couldn't kill a duck. I don't think. Uh, you know, uh, would compromise my integrity. <laughs> yeah, why the fuck is there a game about hunting ducks? That's cruel. Well, you my know, grandfather was a duck hunter. Really? Mm -hmm. Was he a cruel man? Yeah, he told my mom, "You're off my list." <laughs> she never forgot that. And when she went to Vegas no with my dad, when she went to Vegas with my dad, she called him and he said, well, even a whore charges. Wow. Yeah. What a dick. Yeah. Well, I hope he's dead. Oh, yeah, he's dead. Well, yeah. good riddance. I never knew him before he went crazy. Old bastard. Mm -hmm. Well, you don't have to agree with it, but uh, that's Michael Julian's vision for New York City. He also offered uh, mints. He gave cops mints, 10,000 individually wrapped mints, and then they could eat the mint if they felt like swearing. Who, when you swear, it's not like you say, hmm, I feel the need to swear. Well, here goes. You know, you don't have that moment. You just... Yeah, it's like a habitual thing. He should have given him something to um, punch or like rip up, you know? Like you need to, like like a he, he should have um, assigned everyone like a pillow that they could scream in. And then well, everyone would be out carrying their pillows. Oh, well, no, no, they already have something. It's it's called uh, the citizens. <laughs> 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 but that's not good. No, it is not good. Well, yeah. We need something to substitute for the, for the citizens. A pillow, a punching like, um, pillow. Like, um, yeah, or like a ball, you know what I mean? One of those worry balls. Mm. Cop worry like, ball? Yeah, they're balls. Can I ask you a question? What is it? Okay, so I, I was looking the other day at a cop's gun, and... Um, Easy. Are they, are they secured in a way that someone couldn't grab them, or... Does that happen, that people grab the cop's gun Absolutely. out of their holsters? Absolutely. It happens all the time. It does, right? Yes, they grab for them. So I just don't understand why they wouldn't prevent that in some way, like well, a secret code to... They want you to. They want you to grab for it. Uh, That's why they have it like that. They want huh. anybody who's going to grab for it, please do, because yeah. they they want the opportunity to shoot them. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's like a policy. It's like, I want to look that up. Go yeah. for it, you know? I was watching Requiem for a Dream, and they had that in there. And then The Good Wife also has that in there. And I was like, is that a real thing? And I was standing behind a cop, and I was looking at it, and I was like, I guess I could just grab this gun. Well, everybody's had that thought. It's like, you know what? I bet I could get that. Yeah. But you probably can't. Yeah, no, the, no, no, no. Because they see you. They already see you. I just, I just paid for my soda and left. Some of these cops, they look like they're not thinking about anything. Oh, no. This guy was just like, he was more concentrated on his purchase of candy. Than his gun. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, uh, we have a, a guy here later in the, in the show who actually was shot in the course of grabbing a cop's gun. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, how funny. I his, didn't even, I wasn't even setting that up. His name's Dalton Branch. We'll be talking about him. But okay. for now, we're talking about an old person in Queens who crashed her Mercedes right through the facade of a Pathway grocery store in Flushing. That's a senior moment for 72-year-old, uh, well, you know what? We don't have her name. They won't release it. Uh, it's, I guess it's an accident. And so she's not charged with any sort of a crime. But she did that thing where you step on the gas instead of the brake. Oldie McDumdum. Yeah. What a stupid bitch, right? I covered a story in uh, Florida where that happened, um, and uh, she went into some body of water, 
It always happens. It's like so common. Yeah. The whole mixing up the yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's there's two pedals there. Right. You fifty fifty shot on yeah. any given push. Yeah. They yeah. should make those pedals further apart, I guess. Well, uh, they she, should probably take away licenses at like what, like eighty? She's, she's seventy two, so I mean, oh, that's a little early. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought too. You know, because you don't want them asking for rides for the last twenty years. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Well, she Uber plowed, she, elderly Uber. <laughs> <laughs> she plowed through the self-checkout machines. She hit five people. They're seriously injured. Oh, fuck. She's like Lizzie Grubman at a nightclub. I don't know who that is. <laughs> she was this um, uh, kind of socialite PR girl who backed up and ran over all these um, oh, nightclub goers. Years ago. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lizzie Grubman. Lizzie Grubman. Grubman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Lizzie that? Grubman. Yeah. Lizzie Grubman. Yeah. That is a, that is a great name. Yeah. She's That's a very... Um, Libby, you said? Lizzie. Lizzie Grubman. Yeah. Well, that's... She's fancy. That is... That she got so very made up. She got so horror. fat mm-hmm. that she, um, I think, had to put her leg in a cast or something. Really? But then now she's skinny again. But she had a kid. She was pregnant. She yeah, had, I don't know. Oh, well, yeah. Pregnant women are all. They all. She's kind of Romana Clayized in Paula Froelich's book Mercury in Retrograde. I didn't. I didn't understand any of that sentence. <laughs> nor do I want an explanation. That was... Romana Clay is like Devil Wears Prada. <laughs> I just you know? told you. Uh, now uh, she ran into a giant display of animal. Uh, no, excuse me, apples, not animals. <laughs> but if it was animals, that'd be a story, wouldn't it? She ran into the animal display. Did it turn into like um, applesauce? Oh, yes, it did. It instantly turned into applesauce. <laughs> that'd That's, be cool. That was, it was a happy ending. That'd be cool if it was a recipe. A one, get your grandma <laughs> to fucking plow it into the grocery Next store. Next thing you know. You're eating applesauce. We have 35-year-old and a new story. Angelica Groswald, a new story. Uh, accused of murder in the kayaking death of her fiancé. Now, that's got to be the most uh, just egregious uh, asshole way to kill somebody is a, bo- a faked boating accident. I mean, you really got your excuse built right in, you know. Uh, this was no boat accident. Uh, did it say exactly how she did it? I she, mean, not not that I would ever do she, it or anything. I just, you know, oh, if yeah. there was like a blueprint or something like that. Well, I mean, you know, yeah, if you can talk anybody to go uh, kayaking with you, you know, then they, there's a good chance they're just going to die out there anyway. But it's uh, she took the uh, drain plug out and, uh, and, the, and it filled up with water uh-huh. and then he capsized. And then once he was capsized, she just didn't help. She pulled the paddle away from him, allegedly. She uh, waited until he was good and drowned before she called for help. Yeah, there was a funny, funny quote in there that was like, yeah, she would always have uh, fights with her supervisors. She didn't. She wasn't one for authority. I kind of related to her. I kind (laughs) of it felt like the end of like Annie Hall where like Woody Allen's being, you know, asked for his license by the cop and his response is to tear it to shreds. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying, you know, that I'm going to kill anyone in a kayak but well there's various levels of there's various levels of dealing with your problems with authority yeah and then like this wasn't an authority figure this was just her fiance not even married yet you know i mean like what's the problem she was trying to get that insurance money a quarter of a million dollars this wasn't about authority this is about she's just a gold digging cunt well could be she's what do you think of her gdc you look at her classic gdc classic and she's uh attractive to you you think yeah, I thought she had great bone structure, but kind of a five head. Oh, got it. Yeah. yeah, that would be the forehead, but just a little higher. People have called me that online. A five head? Fuckers. Ah, not at all. You're a three and a half head, if anything. Thanks. Yeah. Can I can I tell you that um, it was in 2001 that 30-year-old publicist Lizzie Grubman put her Mercedes in reverse and allegedly plowed into a bouncer in a group of 15 people in Southampton. Oh, my God. Crazy, that's, right? That's hilarious. Yeah. What year was that? 2001. Wow. Yeah. And that was, she was in the, up there in the Hamptons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plowed into a bouncer. Now, did she do it on purpose? I think she was just drunk. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It happens. Yeah, it does happen. Did she go to prison? Um, uh, she posted $25,000 bail. Um, 
I don't know. I'll find out, and you can tweet maybe it out. maybe she's still on trial or something. No, 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 no. She's. I mean, she's got her PR company. She's. I get. I get pitched by her PR people all the time. Well, we should talk to her sometime. We should. Now, yeah. her uh, this woman's attorney, Angelica Graswald, who uh, accused in the kayak murder of her fiance, uh, her attorney Richard Portal said members of her defense team would be viewing the recently recovered body during the autopsy. Uh, yeah, they viewed the remains, and then they're going to decide if they want their own independent autopsy, which always seems shady to me. Um, to commission your own autopsy is like going like, yeah, but we want these results. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just, I guess if you're trying to get off for murder, it seems like pretty straightforward. Yeah, very shady. Yeah, but I mean, you know. I mean, if yeah. you're a murderer trying to get away with murder. Yeah, no, I'm not saying it's illogical. <laughs> I'd say it's a good move. The yeah, attorneys yeah. know best. Uh, he says, we expect this was an accident. We expect to see it was an accidental drowning, hypothermia, and acute alcohol intoxication, but we don't have it yet. And she said when she was um, arrested, she said... I'm she glad said, he's dead. She said it was, I, I felt good knowing he would die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but. yeah that's, that's not a good quote you want to have. Uh... Yeah. You shouldn't say that to the police. No. You should just hold that one in. You yeah. should do what that socialite um, uh, autistic boy killer should have said, which is, I'm sorry. Yeah. Anytime I... you kill someone, first thing, I'm sorry. First Second and thing, I want to tell my lawyer I'm sorry. Could you could you find my lawyer? Uh, he, uh, well, Portal has said that uh, he's told people that the case against her is based on her own statements and that the words, uh, well, they could easily be manipulated by investigators. Mm -hmm. And that uh, he he's and he's he's also said this: that two separate charges against Graswald show, showed big holes in the prosecution's case. A hmm. person can't have two different mindsets when they commit the same act. He said. So I think it's a signal. I don't know about that. I think... You'd have multiple mindsets. All the time. Yeah. Deranged queen subway pusher that we enjoyed so much in 2012. She was sentenced to 24 years in prison for the random killing of Sanando Sin. That's Erica Menendez. She pushed him in front of the approaching 7 train from the 40th Street subway platform in Sunnyside. Did she know him? She No, it was random. Oh. She said she hated Hindus and Muslims since 9-11. Oh. oh, my God. Yeah. And then she pushed him. I was think she, she thought he was a Muslim, but he was Hindu. So she just added Hindus. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. She's like, she's the wrong one, you know. He's probably been reincarnated by now. Even Maybe as a Muslim, that would be great. Yeah. Even more racist, she just doesn't want to be wrong. So she's like, yeah, and Hindus. I meant to do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah whatever. You know, I mean, like, what, what makes them so different? Right? <laughs> that's, that, the Sikhs are quick to point out, like, we are not uh, uh, Muslims. Sikhs are great. <laughs> Sikhs make my favorite food. Yes. Well, Judge, uh, Judge Gregory Lasik handed down the one year less than maximum sentence. And he also said, that's a horrible way to die. You picked out Mr. Sin and you stood behind him and you followed him. Yeah, so he stalked, he's, she stalked him down the line there. What does she look like? She's a Hispanic short, woman? Short, chubby, uh, weed head. Is she Hispanic? Yeah. Okay. And uh, the judge, well, now who's the racist? Uh, the judge no, also... No, 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 because you said Menendez. <laughs> See, it was going contrary to the image that I had was uh -huh. like um, an SUV driving... Um, you know, support our troops. Uh, oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Kind of. You know, it's not always that way. I know. Life yeah. isn't so black and white. I know. The judge, uh, he said, he also said, he, I hate to imagine what his last thoughts were. Probably just like. Because I'm going to be late. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not going to have to transfer today. Uh, assistant DA Peter Lomp. He said, it's about as horrific a crime as I can possibly recall in 22 years of prosecuting. He then read victim impact statements from two of his friends who were in court. Two of Sen's friends, not of Womp's friends. Lomp's friends. He said he was a good friend and an honorable man in every way. He was also loved by an entire community in which he worked. This bitch is the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> if I ever get pushed in front of a subway, I want you to say she was kind of a shithead, but she still didn't deserve to be pushed in front yeah. of that train. <laughs> I mean, make no mistake. She had her faults. <laughs> Some people don't even feel bad about this, but they should. I've thought about doing it too, but still. Look. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, a person, uh, they, they also had this quote, a person with this degree of mental illness, of blind hatred, has no business to walk among us. Please protect us, he urged the judge. Her attorney said that when she fails to take her medication, she turns to self-medicate uh, with drugs, and that's what leads her to these aggressive acts. 
but but pot she was a pothead she yeah she's that? yeah she's like Fuck, I think, that's well, some I, good weed man I, well i think it was Jesus. i think the problem was she uh likes to smoke a blunt uh-huh and on that day she didn't get to smoke a blunt Oh, interesting. Yeah, Yeah, you know what I mean? Huh. The the, the drugs are a good thing until they don't have them anymore. I bet there's a virtual reality um, push someone in front of a train game. Mm -hmm. Or you are the one that gets pushed in front of the train. Well, uh, you know, you're talking about for the Google Cardboard. Yeah, for virtual reality. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Okay, so which would you rather die being having your Latvian fiancé Capsizing your kayak B. or being pushed in front of a train? Oh, B, for sure. Much really? Rather, yes. Why? I just wouldn't want anybody to have that satisfaction of oh. watching me drown slowly out in the... Plus, there's a lot of bacteria <laughs> out there, and it's a messy, you know... Okay. And, and like, it's, it's, it's lonely, too. You know, to die on public transportation, you know, you're interacting, even in death, <laughs> yeah. with a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, so... You know, you might get the, uh, you know, people like, they're not real sad that you're dead just because, you know, you stop the train and everything. Right. But, uh, you know, at least people know right away. A uh, The judge admonished Menendez for just not adhering to the treatment prescribed by the city's psychiatric professionals around the time of the crime. So she had medication. Mm-hmm. He said, well, he said, you should have taken that medicine. Did it say what it was? <laughs> it probably didn't, right? Nah, it's not really mentioned in here. I bet it was Boost Bar, Clonopin. Mm-hmm. I'm just naming medications. I Anything know. that might keep you from pushing somebody in front of a train. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, probably a lot of those. Yeah. On the story of a lying cop, we talked about Officer Rios and the drug uh, The drug case against a seemingly dangerous drug trafficker was blown because this judge said the cop just couldn't tell the truth. Now, it led me to present some quotes to Hank Gallo from the New York Daily News about lying. And I thought I'd try some of those out on you, Mandy Statmiller, news horror of the News Horror Podcast, which you can find on Riotcast. What a great, what a great network and what a great podcast. Uh, be sure to check it out. So here's a quote. You see if you can tell me the person who said it, okay? A truth that's told with bad intent beats all the lies you can invent. Who said it? Yeah, that's the question. Who I don't know. It? Take a guess. But what are the choices? Anyone in the world? It's not, yeah, it's, of course, yeah. It's anyone who can speak or write. I mean, Miley Cyrus? William Blake. Okay. okay, now here's another one. If you tell a big enough lie and tell it frequently enough, it will be believed. Abraham Lincoln. Adolf Hitler. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's great. Uh, uh, here's a third one. Clinton lied. You know what's hilarious is if I created a little meme with that quote and I attributed it to Abraham Lincoln, that shit would get shared thousands of times. Yeah. And then I'd be like, surprise, it was Adolf. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a Hitler quote. Yeah. Clinton lied. A man might forget where he parks or where he lives but he never forgets oral sex, no matter how bad it is. That would be an elderly Bush lady. Nope. It's also Adolf Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're right. Barbara Bush. You're right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. By, uh, what do you think she meant by that? I mean, a man might forget where he parks or where he lives, but he never forgets oral sex, no matter how bad it is. I think what he, what, she probably is saying, like, George still complaining about that toothy blowjob at 48. <laughs> You know, you know, Barbara, you know, sucking dick and you know, whatever. You know, uh, she does have really good uh, blowjob lips. Yo, I've, who, who hasn't thought that about I Barbara think of Bush? that first when I think of the Bush presidency. <laughs> you think of those dick sucking. And then I think about the Dana Carvey impression. And then I go back to the dick sucking lips. And oh, then, goodness you know. gracious, I can't believe that he would, that George would get a blowjob from his own mother. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, hey, you know what? I, I, if there's anybody harder to imagine with a cock in her mouth than Barbara Bush. <laughs> It's probably, oddly enough, Hillary Clinton. <laughs> I don't know. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, huh. hard to imagine her. I bet she could have Barbara Bush's dick in her mouth. <laughs> if there's one. Right? <laughs> Barbara Bush, I can I can kind of see it. Yeah. I bet, though. She's well undead. Probably Magnum, not. Magnum large. Yeah, well, you know. Uh, I, I, it's hard to imagine. Uh, they, old people, you know, they... They remember oral sex, some of them. They were around when it was invented, mm-hmm. when it first came out. I just have to say, uh, you know, if there's anybody who, who you want to ask about Bill Clinton and who's going to have a good opinion, you know, it's it's the hag he swept out of the White House like a cobweb. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Dick-sucking Barbara Bush. 
She's yeah, a, it kind of makes me like like her a million times more than I ever did before. All this dick. Just thinking talk. of her as this like <laughs> cock drunk grandma. Yeah, you know. Well, that's a that's a strong topic for her in general. Oral sex. Hmm. Uh, now, Do you think George goes down on her? It's a two way two way treat system. You know, I I don't think so. I mean, I think that George is out there. What George's almost dead. I bet he's like, if you if you dye your hair, he just wants her to not have the fucking white George Washington wig. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, why go with that? Yeah, just come on. At least just you know, like it's, all the other fucking politician wife whores, just you know, Claire all number ten. How hard is that? It's not hard. It's yeah. really not. Well, you don't need. You've to, just given up. That's just like wearing a wig that says "given up." If you've already got a pearl necklace, you know, yeah. what's the point? <laughs> Trying to give you the pearl necklace. Yeah, a pearl necklace is when you come on a woman's neck. I wouldn't know anything about that. A six foot nine rapist pleaded guilty to raping a waitress in her Washington Heights apartment. 24-year-old Jean Rodriguez took a deal from prosecutors and will spend 17 years to life in prison for raping the 20-year-old victim after pushing his way in and using scissors to subdue her. Now, in the case of rape, and I want to emphasize this, it doesn't matter what she was wearing. In former times... Things like her past and her clothing, they might have been dragged into a case like this. It just doesn't fly. Do not uh, insert that as a discussion topic. I would appreciate that. Now, are you are you assuming that I would? Well, I think it's a possibility, and I just wanted to make sure that didn't occur. Well, I, you are such a. You just asked me when did I stop beating my dog. That's like you, you just um, you just tried to do a little psychological technique to make me look bad and i'm not going to take the bait i'm very but, so, I mean, and we also have like a uh a, 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 a note from this guy uh he said that uh and and this this guy wrote a, an apology note an apology letter uh this is a, a story that we covered before now i have uh, some of the lines from, would you like to hear the rapist's apology i would like to say that this is a tragic case because she was a virgin and he came in with the fucking scissors. That doesn't scissors. make it okay, Mandy. Oh my God, I'm going to kill you with scissors. <laughs> he says, I'm very sorry for what happened. I don't know on my mind if I had it a strong heart, this would never have happened. You know, when you hear that and you start to develop a little some little empathy. It's kinda like um one of those cute like cat memes like um I can has cheeseburgers. <laughs> right? <laughs> I can has rape. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's, I can has rape with scissors. If you imagine a kitten saying this, it is rather adorable. Yeah. Like imagine this is coming from a kitten. If I was her therapist to get over the trauma, that would be my first suggestion. Imagine your rapist has a kitten. Yeah. I'd give her like a funny meme I and be am, like, what do you think? I am very kind and good person. I try to read the Bible time to time. I behave and respect other. Sounds like he's trying to get like a reality TV deal. Cause the his, the yeah. rapist who couldn't talk right? Yeah. I mean, that would be the fucking number one show on Bravo. The real rapist of Washington Heights. Yeah. She cried and begged him to stop. And he wouldn't. He said, uh, and then he wrote, I never wanted to hurt you. In did end. The devil dragged me down. Forgive me, and please live your dream and be the happiest woman on earth. Women on earth. Uh, he says. Uh, I think it's sexist that he only attributed her one dream. Like a woman can't have more than that. Yeah, follow your dream. Let's talk about that for a while. Let's let's do that. Let's talk about how sexist. <laughs> This rapist is. I think that really also. Can we diagram some of those sentences? I mean, yeah, we. I mean, actually, I don't know how to do that. I never learned it. Oh, really? No. Oh man, I could diagram the fuck out of some sentences. That's awesome. I mean, that's probably not really much of a uh, <laughs> podcast thing to do, but we'll do that <laughs> afterward. Oh, you, you're gonna love this. This is gonna be great. He says. Uh, he also says, "My life suck, and I am stuck on drugs. I'm not a bad person." Now he's just freestyling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My mom's spaghetti. Oh, oh. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Stuck on drugs. Not a, you know, uh, it's it's uh, he's he's put away. So uh, I think we can feel good about that. I think he might get a chance to to improve his writing skills. Ugh. 
What a, what a, what a, just, I mean. What a scary person. Yeah. Anybody, anybody that kind of like also, you, you go also like, I hope those, hope those were some safety scissors that he Six had. Six foot fucking nine. You know what's funny though, and you tell me this, you used to work at the New York Post. You worked at the New York Post for seven years, from years 2005 to 2012. I did my research. Now, uh, <laughs> when you work for the Post, uh, you've learned a lot about newspapers and, and, and I know that you've, you've worked uh, in, in, in Des Moines as well. The Des Moines, Des Moines Sun, Register, the Des Moines Fort Lauderdale Sun Sentinel, Washington. Post. Yeah, yeah. So your your uh, your journal your journalism pedigree is all in order. Fuck uh, yeah. So here's what I'm. My, they reported him at six three in one story, oh. and they reported him at six nine in this more recent story. Okay. Now which one do we believe? The more recent one. That's what I would think. Yeah. So that's why sounds I went like with six, the first nine. person. Sounds like the first person made a mistake, unless the first one was in like, you know, the L.A. Times, and they were in the courtroom, and the second one was in the Podunk fuckface journal. Mm-hmm. And they were just like it's a fine. It's a fine periodical. It's the only one I subscribe to still. Yeah. Yeah. And they were just um, aggregating the story and not doing any real reporting. Gotcha. Or it's possible he could have grown six inches while in captivity. Well, obviously. Sometimes rapists grow in captivity. Usually that happens. South Ozone Park Aqueduct. That's where the city's first and only legal casino in the five boroughs resides. Resorts World Casino at Aqueduct. Uh, when people talk about casino coming you know it's always the same everywhere we have a casino and then concerned people they'll start saying well there's gonna be a lot of crime a lot of suicides divorce gambling related shit will occur well the casino opened in 2011 frequent arrests and active violence uh, acts of violence were you know that happened mm-hmm. a crime wave then plagued the casino for a little while uh which i'll mention at this time People were losing money in the gambling machines, getting mad, and they would lose it mm-hmm. and punch the games. Oh, wow. It happens like three, four times a week. And that's Lots of only, like arm fractures. And that's only on my shift. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. No, they hurt themselves. Yeah, they, there's the, it becomes a familiar thing. Or the emergency rooms. If it, I was, yeah. Yeah, well, it happens, like this guy said, a lot. And now uh, the first nine months, police arrested 41 people for damaging the machines. That's like um, uh, boom industry if you're an orthopedic surgeon. Just yeah. fucking move there in a heartbeat. You want to sit up right next to the casino. Yeah. You're like, look, don't take shit off the games. Dr. Dixon's ha- handy arm fixes. Well, well, first med school. I quite frankly was somewhat surprised when I saw the numbers, said Richard A. Brown. That's the Queens District uh, d- Attorney. He said, the last thing I anticipated was that we would have patrons punching out the machines. I guess they assume the machines won't fight back. <laughs> Well, they get all the money. You know, this is the highest grossing slot facility in the country. Wait, hold on. They get, oh, oh, you're talking about the casino, not that. I was envisioning that the machine bust open and then they got all the no, money they from don't, that. No, they okay. <laughs> don't. No, I'm sure. But they do. No, I'm saying the machines get all the money. Sure. I mean, the casino gets money, but the machines, you know, they're huge money makers. They just sit there and people just put their money in. That's what, it. What's the most you've ever lost gambling? Uh, I really don't gamble. Mm-hmm. So I've never lost any money gambling. I play cards, mm-hmm. um, but uh, but I never gamble. Uh, now you have to. The, the the thing in this is that you have to let people win some money, mm-hmm. and and you know you can program those machines to, to, to they yeah. get they put out a certain amount. You know what I mean? It's just math. It's like they say you know it's gonna for every hundred dollars you give back a, you know a penny or what you know they, mm-hmm. you, they, there's some sort of way to work it out. Mm-hmm. Well, I think they just had them that they had these machines calibrated to just never pay off. That's hilarious. And, or, and or they started breaking them, yeah. Or you get, um, it's kind of like the, you know, sex robots on like uh, Ashley Madison or any of those sites, you know, or, wow, t- wait, or wait, Tinder. Wait, hold on, wait. We are about 40 minutes into the podcast and you only just now mentioned sex robots for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Well, so you know how like on dating sites they say that there's like, you know, uh, Robots who are super hot and not real and messaging you to get you to continue to like re up your membership. And then when you so meet they, up with them, they kill you. <laughs> yes. Um, but in this case, they could just have the um, casino uh, um, plants. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. sexy women going around and then they, they get the money, but then they really work for the casino and they return it. 
Oh, right. I bet that happens a lot. Like fake payoffs and yeah, stuff? Yeah, fake payoffs, yeah. Wow. You, you do see how it's related to sex robots a little bit, right? <laughs> I think, yeah, hey, I, it's it's virtually the same thing. It's just how my brain works. Well, that's uh, this is the genius mentality of a slots player anyway. It's, 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 that's the way they, they, they go ape. Uh, here, here's a quote from a guy. He says, I lost $300 without a bonus. So, yes, I broke the machine. George Govan, a 56-year-old man from Brooklyn. That's what he told security guards when he punched through a terminal screen in January, according to court records. And I'll, I'd do it again. That's what he's... <laughs> That's... He's still... It was so satisfying uh, to, to do it. Yeah. That all the... He spent 90 days in jail. He's, oh, you know, God. Yeah. Man, but that machine got what was coming to it. It's kind of like the scene in... Um... Uh, office space where they destroy the printer because it never paid off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All those years without a jackpot. But there is something so satisfying about that, about just like you know beating the shit out of something, a machine in particular. Yeah, yeah, not a, not something. Yeah, like a, not like a dog, but you mean like something no. that can't feel anything. My brother one time beat a vacuum cleaner really yeah he he was so t- i don't know what a vacuum cleaner could have done to make him angry probably raped him <laughs> fucking attachment uh, uh, in the yeah, ass. yeah that's that's certainly a possibility that's a sex robot vacuum cleaner <laughs> style i think i mean they do suck you know maybe you like put it on there like a uh I, you know because everybody's put their dick into a vacuum cleaner hose if they have a dick you have everybody has you have everybody did you come a lover so spurned he had to kill (laughs) now this also takes place at aqueduct 51 year old dalton branch who i mentioned before this is the guy who tried to steal a gun off a cop and got shot back in 83 he's got an arrest record that goes back to 82 not a good guy well, he gunned down his ex-girlfriend in the parking lot of that casino, Resorts World. That's the number one slots casino in the entire world. He's gunning people down. He gunned down his slightly older 55-year-old girlfriend, Patsy Mohammed, who was his ex-girlfriend. She, uh, she came up to the casino a little before 2 a.m., and then she was waiting outside of her car for 51-year-old Kenneth Hickman. Kenneth Hickman is her new boyfriend. Uh, he's a supervisor for a bus company that shuttles gamblers there. And uh, Branch used to work for the same company, Dalton Branch, of, of cop shooting, gun stealing, attempted gun stealing, getting shot by cop fame. Uh, Hickman was his supervisor. So his, his ex-boss banging his ex-girlfriend. Banging, banging his cougar bitch. You, Hickman and Muhammad, they were now hugging and making out in the parking lot of the Racino. The two canoodled next to her vehicle suddenly... <laughs> A white shark rolls up, and it's Dalton Branch behind the wheel of a white Dodge Charger, hmm. rented. I tell you, that's a fucking nice car. Hmm. You ever seen a white Dodge Charger? Mm-mm. Google white Dodge Charger sometime and look at the vehicles. That is a sharp automobile. Okay. Now, I have before. Uh, I, I think that, uh, I, you know what? I believe that's what I rented one of those in Atlanta. Last time I was in Atlanta, I believe that was a damn Dodge Charger. Oh, really? What a car. I tell you, if you're renting a car, grab yourself a Dodge Charger. New now. York City Crime Report. And cars, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not being paid to say this. Well, Dalton, Dalton's eyes rolled back as he started shooting. You know what it's like when a guy's uh, eyes roll back? It's like he. Uh, <laughs> Muhammad scrambled into her car. He's shooting at her. Mm-hmm. Well, he gets out, and, and then when she gets into her car, she's a sitting duck. Ugh. Branch came over and just ventilated her, repeatedly shot this woman. Hickman had run off. A branch got back into the Charger, chased Hickman around the lot. The Duke boys, they drove a, a Dodge Charger. It was an earlier model. Well, I don't like that this guy uh, didn't protect her. Well, what's he supposed to do? He could have thrown his body over her. He could have. He could have pulled out could his have, own though? gun. Yeah. Well, we don't know how they were positioned. He could have talked him out of it very rationally. Dalton, it's not like you think. It's not. Okay, it's exactly what you think. And Yeah, I'm your ex-boss. I'm sure you hate me already, but listen. He could have offered him money. Yeah. Well, he didn't. Yeah. I, I, don't, I, I think that he would have given any amount of money to save this woman. I really do. Yeah. I don't I think, think this was about... I, I don't think it was about money. I think this was about something else. I think yeah. this was about... 
a man at the end of his rope. Mm-hmm. It was about a man who's ready to kill. Mm-hmm. This is a man who, according to sources, wanted to go out in a blaze of glory. And what's more glorious than a gunfight in the parking lot of a casino at Aqueduct? Nothing. He could have just gone in and punched some machines. He didn't do that. If it was just about money, he could have gone in. Well, he could have done a lot of things. He could have put it all on red. But uh, he shot her up, and then he chased this guy all around the parking lot. Now, Hickman hid behind cars. He ducked, and he managed to live. He's still alive. Because Branch gave up on him, and he drove back to Muhammad's car, and he just emptied his gun into her mm-hmm. He until he was out of ammo. Mm-hmm. He shot the rest of his bullets off mm-hmm. into her. She might have already been dead. Doesn't matter. She's dead. Do you feel sad for her, Pat? I, I feel sadder for her than I have for any other victim that we've ever talked about. Oh. You know why? Why? That's not true. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, after he shot her, I do feel bad for anybody who's a victim of violent crime, uh, particularly uh, women who, who get shot for no good reason. All she was trying to do was find happiness. Yeah. Now, I don't know what else went in. Out sesh before At least she left. She had the makeout sesh, but you know what? She also, uh, now here, here's a quote from a guy named Eric Woodruff. This just gives you a, a slightly different thing. She said that Branch had earlier been ranting and raving about Muhammad because she had dumped him. And then he said she kept pushing his buttons, kept calling his cell phone and hanging up. Mm. Well, she's got to die. Oh, Jesus. He said that she pushed the last button. He, he had a lot of tension built up. He exploded. Crazy always wins you do not fuck with crazy mm. you do not fucking push the buttons of crazy like that yeah you know? so you're saying she asked for it of course not but i'm saying that confirms why i policy of total indulgence with psychopaths you know oh really a little bit yeah not yeah me. you can't appease them <laughs> you just gotta like uh just, yeah but here's say- the thing is if you have a crazy person and uh, they're on the subway. They're being fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Do you engage them or do you get the fuck out of the way? Because I, I get the hey, fuck man, out of the step way. Step the fuck off. You do not Absolutely. do that. Yeah. You do not take shit off no man, <laughs> no matter how crazy. It's very sexy. Unless there's other things going on, I could just you know. I usually the next stop is mine. <laughs> That's what I've noticed. Usually when there's a crazy person, it's almost always the next stop. Yeah. They usually don't get crazy until I'm just about to get off the train. Usually, if you enter like a poop train, like one of those with the really strong overwhelming. I think we got it. (laughs) (laughs) You also have one of those psychos on the train. It's usually like a double hitter. Yeah. It's it's never just like decaying human waste and that's it. Like a pile. Right. No, there's usually the culprit's still there. Yeah. Here's what's great too is like when you see a train, you know, the cars are going by and and we all do this. You subconsciously even don't even think about it, but you're just like, I'm going to get on the one with the most room, of course, Mm -hmm. you know, so you can maybe get a seat. Yeah. And then, and then like a train. It's like full, full. Nobody's in that one. Full, full. And you go, perfect. (laughs) Just for that. And then you go, oh, no, yeah, there's a guy who just shit himself in there. Probably like fucking beating his chest. I should do a social experiment being like a kind of, you know, middle class, proper seeming white chick Uh, and just fully shit myself on the train and just see how the car reacts. That'd be fun. I know exactly how they're going to react. They're going to leave. What do you think they're going to do? What else would they do but just go, Jesus, it stinks in here? I don't know. There's a Mandy-sized dump happening somewhere. (laughs) But what if I was wearing, like, couture? You know what I mean? Like, Versace. (laughs) Like, just like a fucking 50,000 pounds. And you're fanning in front of your face as if you didn't do it. Like, what does that smell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does anyone know where that came from? (laughs) (laughs) You're unpunked. I, I think that's a long way to go okay, I'm not for an experiment, but commission it with somebody. <laughs> you know, find somebody who's willing. Now, uh, like I said, Branch, has, he's at this point in the story, he shot this woman, right? He's shot his girlfriend, Patsy, ex-girlfriend, Patsy Muhammad, and he's uh, shot at this other guy, Hickman, but uh, he didn't hit him, and so he gave up. He came back, he just emptied his gun into, into Patsy Muhammad, and then he did uh, the natural thing to do after you after you you know murder or after you kill a woman. He uh, called uh, to taunt her elderly aunt. Oh my God! Seventy-five-year-old Rosemary Guilford. Uh, he told me I should prepare myself to bury my niece. Ugh. I suppose that's the one considerate thing he does in the story. No, that's so terrible. Just to let her know, you gotta be get ready. You know, heads up. Yeah, yeah. then he out of back. milk, and you're gonna have to bury your niece. He told me I gave it to her good. 
she's dead so prepare yourself i could come and burn your house down now that it's kind of a, mi- a mixed message i think <laughs> uh, he texted so uh he, he texted other family members who were less call worthy <laughs> And taunted them, saying, I'm the Grim Reaper. Actually, the first text he sent said, I'm the From Resale. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Autocorrect. Grim Reaper. Uh, now, Branch uh, texted his new, uh, her new boyfriend, Hickman, too. Texted him. You know, uh, he, he this guy just saw his new girlfriend get shot. And so he texted, he texted him that, you know, again, I'm the Grim Reaper and everything. And he says, uh, how you like that pussy now? That's what he asked him. Obviously less. That would have been quite the twist if it was like, well, actually, I don't normally confide my necrophilia with people, but I feel like we've grown close in this uh, encounter. And plus, sweet ride. The (laughs) Dodge Charger you're driving there. You know, uh, I'm sure that was his ex-girlfriend's last thoughts, too. You know, it was just like, damn, he got a nice car. He got himself a better car. Yeah. She doesn't know it's rented. He won. I mean, I hate to say it, but on behalf of all, you know. Or did he? <laughs> How do you like that pussy now? You know what? The, the best thing that he could have texted back would be like, actually, we're not that close. Right? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awkward. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you took this a little more seriously than uh... Well, cops showed up. They used uh, cell tower information to trace Branch back to Aqueduct. That's cool. Yeah. Well, uh, to an East New York... Oh, I beg your pardon. He drove to an East New York parking lot. So the shoot-up didn't happen, and I just now noticed that. He, he made it all the way back to East New York. East New York, Brooklyn. I wonder what um, he played in the car, like some nice Celine Dion to kind of ground himself. I doubt... I think it's... I, I have Chris, uh, Christopher Cross, Ride okay. Like the Wind. <laughs> sure, yeah. You know, you know that song? Ride Like the Wind. I'll edit that out. Uh, now, this is where he opened fire. That was great. That was the best part. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, I'll leave it out. Okay. He opened fire when three members of the Queen's Warrant Squad rolled up shortly before 6 a.m. So he had his last four hours to jam out. He wanted to go out in a blaze of glory. That's what a source said. I hope he had some cigarettes. Cops shot back. Why? Well, just, I always think, like, if I'm about to die, I would really like to just, like, have a pack of cigarettes. Yeah. It's you know almost I mean? It's almost worth getting into a situation like that <laughs> just so you can smoke again. <laughs> like, like, that's the one upside of, like, some kind of terminal diagnosis. Right. Like, ooh, yeah. Like, like a, some nicotine. Yeah. Well, there was a, a furious exchange of gunfire, and uh, Branch was left with 15 bullet wounds. Now, was that necessary? Couldn't yes. they tase him? Couldn't they just pepper spray? In that in that. Sorry, I got too comfortable. Yeah, you're like way up back. Yeah. <laughs> um, I you think you think what you're saying is Black Lives don't matter. Go. Oh my God, I'm gonna. Right, so it's, it's an intriguing viewpoint to take. Couldn't they just shoot him in the leg? Here's the thing: is this guy had already escaped? He had no. I mean, he. Uh, I guess. I guess you know they could have, but I understand when. Someone has uh, killed someone, nearly killed someone else. Is uh, to me that 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 warrants kind of instant understanding of them taking him down. But well, I don't know. I'm, 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 not, ag- I'm, I'm not against, a cop. I'm against violence against minorities myself. Uh, so, so am uh, I. Branch did I hate you. He had served some jail time for shooting a man in the leg back in '89 near Times Square. Uh, uh, Muhammad's aunt described him. This is the one who he called a very brutal type of guy, adding, uh, it's one of those things that you all write about all the time, as her talking to the Post. A broken relationship, and one person can't deal with it and decided this is how it's going to play out. Mm-hmm. But she's very poetic, this aunt. And also, like, in a time of grief like this, to be able to get that out. It's a little out, weird, yeah. It's I, like she's pitching a show. <laughs> You know what I mean? Uh, you got a point. It does kind of Imagine sound... one man, one world, one challenge. One breakup, one yeah. murder. Mm-hmm. It's it's like you write about all the time. Right. Her ex-husband, George Guilford, he's 81, also said Branch was, quote, controlling toward Muhammad, saying wherever she was, he wanted to be. Hmm. Well, why is that controlling? Ugh. It can't just be that he's, like, attentive. A family friend said Branch called him right after shooting his ex and confessed, I did it. I'm not going back to jail. Hmm. Well, you know, I guess he's not. He's ranting and raving. Dalton Branch, now deceased. He exploded from all the the, the tension 
and said, you know what? I've had enough. I'm renting a Dodge Charger, mm-hmm. and I'm going to ride it out. Well, that's what happened. Yeah. Well, Mandy, where can we find you? Oh, my God. I wanted to talk more about the Dodge Charger. Uh, Are we really <laughs> done with that? All I got to do is Google it. <laughs> Last thoughts it on is the Dodge nice, Charger? Okay. Well, the interior uh-huh. is so spacious. Okay. And and when you're behind the wheel and you start driving it, you will not believe how responsive it is to everything <laughs> that you do. It's almost as if your thoughts are driving the car. Dodge. You can find me at uh, riotcast.com slash news and uh, I just had a great interview with Nick DiPaolo that Nick people DiPaolo. should listen to. Nick DiPaolo is one of great. the greatest comedians of all time. Yeah, he was very funny on it. Yeah, and that's on News Horror. That's on News Horror, and, yeah. And uh, he's, uh, he's quite a comic. And, and you know, Nick, Nick says everything that's on his mind. Uh, and and uh, sometimes he was detriment almost, but not quite. You know what I mean? Because he's, he's like, uh, he, he, not only does he say what he wants, he says the fact that you don't want him to say it. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. Yeah. Nick's a complex guy. Yeah. And a good comedian, a great comedian. I know, yeah. So news for listen to that. And um, uh, you got some other great episodes. It's uh, you, You're way up there in the episodes, too, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. Um, our 100th episode, is that our 100th or 150th? I don't know. Wow. Um, some important number is going to be uh, Von DiCarlo, Patrice O'Neill's widow. Who uh, oh my God. talked about Patrice and that's very interesting. Yeah, she was real good. She wrote it's, a book. I can't see now. It seems like it was not. It just doesn't seem like it was that long ago that Patrice got killed in that Walmart uh, semi accident. It's uh, it's just Patrice would defend your right to tell that shitty joke, <laughs> but I do not, <laughs> sir. I am no Patrice. Yvonne De Carlo. Uh, no, widow. not Yvonne. Vaughn. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, Vaughn takes Zumba. Okay. Okay. She takes a Dodge Charger to Zumba. You are done for the show, <laughs> uh, Mandy Stat Miller. Uh, and, and follow her on Twitter. There's already been like half a million people following her, but you can too. It's uh, at Mandy Stat S T A D T. She has good tweets, and I uh, oh, yeah, see her. Uh, yeah, you. Oh, you know what else? Yeah, I'd like to talk about. You have a series. That uh, of, of like, uh, what do you call it? Uh, it's Kindles. It's a Kindle thing. Yeah. If you have a Kindle, <laughs> do you have to have a Kindle to read this? You don't actually. You just need um, a phone or a computer. There's, okay. Yeah. It's a service. Okay. So that's good. I thought you had to have a Kindle. Well, you no, write... you can read it on any um, platform. Mandy has a, uh, a a series of stories. I guess a series of. Uh, what would you call it? I mean, like, yeah, you just it's call kind them of Kindles. Like, yeah, they're just like uh, first memoirs, per- first person essays. It's like kind of live time, real time relationship chronicling. Although I'm a little behind on the latest one. It's called <laughs> Dear Tiamiri. Dear Tiamiri. Yeah. And uh, if you're curious about uh, her relationship, which <laughs> I, you probably should be, you are, <laughs> check it out. Dear Tiamiri. And uh, and w- please explain. You, how- you can go to tinyurl.com slash Dear Tiamiris or Dear Tiamiri 1, Dear Tiamiri 2. Or just- Dear Tiamiri yeah. 1, 2, did 3, you, and 4. Did you like them? And 5. There's 5 so far. They're, they're, yeah, I loved them. I think they're great. I think uh-huh. they're very interesting. I think that uh, they're borderline fair. No, <laughs> they're really great. They're sexy. There's some sex in there. Yeah. And a lot of interesting relationship stuff. Dear TMIRE, and you find that at uh, tinyurl.com slash tier, uh, dear TMIRE, one, two, three, four, whatever the number is you're interested yeah. in. Start with one and work Start your way Start with one and work your way in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do that. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you. Mandy Statmiller, always a pleasure. And also, now I know nobody's listening. That's the best part of the show. That means I can just say whatever. So do this. I want you to like, if you think that you'd look, uh, you know, like a smart person wearing one of my, you, I, only a smart person would wear a New York City, City uh, Crime Report shirt. You immediately look like uh, the, the most knowledgeable. And I would say, Mandy, uh, please, it's not like you've left the room. I know I've excused you for the show, but I'm asking you to lean forward once again and say, you look sexy in a shirt Here's like Here's the thing. You look sexy in the New York City Crime I Report. wasn't sure if I looked sexy. And then I saw that librarian masturbating girl wearing one. And it's kind of like when you see... A celebrity wearing, you know, a certain dress mm-hmm. and you realize, oh, that's how I look. Yes. And now ever since I've seen her tight little body busting out of that New York City Crime Report shirt, mm. I wear mine with the same kind of pride and confidence yes. as a fresh 
fun, fearless woman. And who masturbates in the library. Yeah. If you it. haven't heard that episode, Kendra Sunderland, boy, that was great. Uh, and, and she was kind enough to uh, wear the New York City Crime Report shirt uh, for, for a great fan. You know what? She did fill it out well. Uh, she doesn't look as good in it as you do, Newsor, but uh, she's it's close. She looks fine. Thank you. Yeah, so uh, definitely, yeah, here's how you pick one of those up. Go to crimereport.nyc. There's a, a page for T-shirts. Just click T-shirts, and I, you know, I don't have to take you through the steps. You're listening to the damn show. You know how to get things. I, uh, I appreciate it because uh, it helps us keep doing the show, and, um, well, hell, that's all I care about. So do that, and thanks. And uh, if you're looking for other ways to support, they're out there. You know, if you're listening to the show. A lot of people never pay anything for the show. That's fine. It's free. It's always free. But it's not free. To, I mean, like, I have to. a lot of time it takes to do it. So I love doing it. Want to keep doing it. There's ways to contribute. Patreon.com. That's all I'm going to say. It's only a buck an episode. But uh, you know what? If you don't want to, you don't want to. <laughs> that sounds like I'm trying to guilt people, doesn't it? I'm not. Well, anyway. Now they're really not listening. That's the thing. I'm reading this woman's comments arguing with me on Instagram. Oh, good God. Where people should follow me also. Oh, Mandy yeah. Stutt. You know what? They should, but they should all, yeah. Mandy should Stutt. also follow you. I have an Instagram. I'm big on IG. I love doing that. Pat Dixon NYC on Instagram. I want to see a big pop. Here's one thing you really can do. This doesn't cost you a nickel. Subscribe to the show. Just subscribe. If you're listening to it, subscribe. If you're hearing my voice and, and you're like, well, this guy sounds desperate, subscribe. All you got to do, go to the uh, damn iTunes and hit subscribe. Go to Stitcher, subscribe. Uh, would love it if you do that. It really helps out a lot. And I guess if you're listening, maybe you were a subscriber. I don't know how it works. I, you know what? I really don't know how it works. But just do that. Share the show. Talk about it. Uh, I give people so many instructions. I feel like I feel so bossy at this time. But uh, like I said, it doesn't matter. Nobody hears it. But just uh, <laughs> do that. If you can get somebody else to, to listen to the show. Uh, and uh, maybe I'm coming to a town near you pretty soon because I do perform stand-up comedy still. Uh, we have a big show coming up July 6th at Caroline's. Desperation tonight, 730. I'm going to be there. Yeah. Mandy Statmiller, news whore, will be there. And, uh, and, and a lot of other funny comics will be there. It's a, it's a really fun show. There's music. There's stand-up. And uh, if you're a New York City Crime Report fan, I can get you a discount or, you know what, maybe free tickets to that show. Write me for tickets. I'm going to give them to you. That's all you got to do. If you're in town that week, it's July 6th, Monday. Well, just let me know. Write me at patdixonnyc at gmail.com. patdixonnyc at gmail.com. And, you know, if you didn't catch that address, you can just listen to it again. Write me there. Uh, I would really appreciate it. It would be awesome. It would be great to have you there. I always love it when fans come out. And it's uh, at Caroline's on Broadway. One of the greatest clubs ever. One of the best comedy clubs in the world. Why am I still talking? I don't know. Just I don't know what I'm going to do next. <laughs> I know what you're going to do next. Last Tuesday at The Stand. Check that out, too. You know who's going to be on that show? Me. No. Marianne Garvey is going to be on that show. Oh, from the, very, the Daily News. From the Daily News. Uh, and, and a very funny comment. Well, uh, you know what? Here's the thing. I appreciate uh, I appreciate listening. It means a lot to me. So uh, uh, one more time for uh, News Network, Mandy Statmiller. Thank you for being here. Absolutely. And thank you for listening to New York City Crime Report. This does not usually have a happy ending.